0: again. I hope everything's going well for you. I hope you are recognizing God working in your life on a regular basis each and every day. And remember, that's the goal of this angel study, as far as I'm concerned, is to become more and more aware of God's presence. And he does it in so many ways. This is just this is just one of them. But I want us to be aware of what we have, what's going on, what he's doing for us all the time. Let's Let's begin with a prayer. Father, again, we thank you so much for taking an active role in our lives each and every day. And as we've been analyzing all these these things that angels do or characteristics that they have, help us to, to always remember they're ministering spirits sent to serve your children, those who will inherit salvation. So they, they're here for us. You've provided them for us. And I just... Hope and pray that we'll open our eyes more and more each day to uh, to, to see the way you're working. That so, so many times I think we've missed because we just haven't been aware and haven't been looking. So bless us as we continue. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Alright, I believe the point we've gotten to was uh, the, the angels' ministry toward unbelievers. We just finished toward believers, and so there's only one passage that I'm going to share with us concerning the ministry toward unbelievers, And, and it even may be stretching it a little bit, but at least they're involved in this, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and this is describing Jesus' second coming, all right? 2 Thessalonians 1, everybody there? Okay, we're going to start in verse 6. Here we go. God is just, that means He's fair, He's righteous. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with His powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So we see, when Jesus returns and He's reaping judgment, His angels, these angels are right there with Him. I don't know specifically their role, but I know they're coming with Him. Right? And so that's, that's really... The only thing I find, as far as his holy angels, the good guys, uh, as far as their role concerning the unbeliever, now, now let me let's let's look at this next category because this is a common topic that comes up oftentimes when people are talking about angels. You may very well have wondered the same thing. Do we each have our own guardian angel? Okay, now. Uh, A couple of passages that, well, you know, might shed some light. This first one is a stretch, but at the same time, this verse is used to say that we do. All right? So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18. And verse 10. Now this is Jesus talking and it's a totally different subject but but he says something in here that people have used to say, yeah, we do. We all have our own guardian angel. Look at verse 10. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels, T-H-E-I-R, possessive, their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. So some will claim... Because that's of the possessive uh, tense; that, that they're angels in, in heaven, and so that you know we each have our own. I'll be honest with you; I think that's a stretch. I mean, I would hate to formulate a, a position or a belief based upon that uh, that technique or that approach to scripture. I just I don't think that's the point of the passage. Okay, now there's angels looking after them, no doubt. Now another passage. Is Ezekiel chapter 28. And this, uh, I'll tell you something else about this passage. Ezekiel 28. This passage is, oftentimes you'll hear this, is said to be describing Satan. And it may be. But I know specifically, I know who it's describing so look at this let's go ahead and take a look at that briefly and, uh, and we'll see I didn't start my time and take a look at it because you need to be aware of it okay Ezekiel 28 look at verse 13 okay no that's not good enough go back to 12 the middle of chapter 12 where the quote is. You see that? You were, you were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you, ruby, topaz, and emerald, chrysalite, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, and I expelled you, O guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones." Interesting. Now some will claim that is a, a, another description. Well, wait, I think what? Look at verse, look at verse 17. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. Now, and so they'll say that's well, that's obviously talking about Satan. So many things in that sound like it. Okay? But, and I did this on purpose. Go back to the beginning of verse 12. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the model of perfection. Full of wisdom. That's what we just read. So one thing that I know for a fact, I know for sure he's talking to the the king of tyre describing him now possibility maybe he's saying the king of tyre is so bad that he parallels satan himself maybe that's what he's doing okay so i i, I don't know for sure but i know for a fact he's, he's talking to the king of tyre right, but in that passage did you notice what we read read it twice I'm sure you did. Verse 14. 14, You were anointed as a guardian cherub. There's a guardian angel there. And he says it again. uh, Says it again in that passage we just read. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's verse 14 we just read. I know it's here. Verse 16. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, and I expelled you, O guardian cherub. So he says it twice. So is there a guardian angel? Well, yeah, there is. There is. Or at least there was. Okay, so whether we've all got one specifically or not, I don't know. But you know what? First of all, of of, of, of first importance, it doesn't matter. Because I actually, I like the idea that we don't have one specific because I want a bunch. I need a bunch of angels. Uh, I think God looked down and said, There's no way I can live with him with just one. I'm going to have to give him a whole host. I need plenty. All right? So you know what? Here's the beauty of it. Either way, it's fine. It doesn't matter because whether it's one or whether it's thousands, you have that angel or those angels that are looking after you and watching after you, okay? Ministering to you, right? Okay, let me, uh, let me tell you a little story. I was I was teaching this, this study years ago at, uh, at White Street Road to an adult class on Wednesday nights. <coughs> and we got there for that particular Wednesday, and one of my good friends came up to me and said, Emma, did you see the news tonight? Before before he came, I said, no. He goes, okay, you got to hear this. So he tells me about a news report that he saw in the news brought before coming to church. So here's here's what happened. This took place in Denver, Colorado. Uh, this guy was uh, heading home from work. Work day's over. He's driving home. And you know how, I don't, I don't know if you're this way, I am. In those kind of situations, especially if I've done it for a while I go the same way every time. Same streets, same turns. It's just my default. Okay, that's what I go to. Well, this guy's the same way. and He's, he's on the interstate heading home. And something clicks in his head and says, I want to go home. I want to go home and have So he exits off the interstate and starts taking some back roads to get home. Well, he's driving along and he's coming up on it. Back then, they were... Um, I think they may still have some. A little convenience store gas station. The green insignia with BP on it. It used to stand for British Petroleum, but I, if they changed it. It's something else now. But anyway, doesn't matter. It's a convenience store slash gas station. He's coming up on it. He looks at his gas case. doesn't really need gas, but he thinks, you know what? I'm going to get some anyway. So he pulls in. Uh, fills up his car. And he goes in to pay. Now, this guy, they were just they were just telling this on the news. He said he always pays cash. He uses cash for gas. It's just, a, it's just something he does. So he gets in there, he's got the cash, but changes his mind and decides to use a credit card. Give him a credit card. Okay, that, that's the story from his side. <clears throat> okay, now the young man who's behind the counter. Taking his card, here's his story. He was a young uh, uh, young man from from Taiwan, and his story was he was born, raised in Taiwan, uh, but but his mother, at one point along in her young life, she had gotten into a, a relationship with uh, an American in, that was in the Navy stationed in Taiwan. And they had a very serious relationship. And when it t- came time for him to ship back to the United States, he was going to bring her with him. They wouldn't let her. Wouldn't let her go. So it's this horrible, terrible uh, breakup as he leaves. You know, going back, going back to the states, and uh, and there's her again. Well, what he didn't know, and I don't even know if she knew at the time, but uh, she was pregnant, and so she gave birth. This is the boy. He grew up in Taiwan, and uh, somewhere along the way, he gained—excuse <clears throat> me—he gained his citizenship in, in the United States. Was living there now, and uh, had a job working there at this BP station, right? So he's the one that receives the—he gets the credit card from the guy, and he looks down. He's getting ready to run it, and he—and he looks down and he says, "Excuse me." Sir, he said, uh, I, this may seem really strange, but can, can I ask you a question? And the guy says, well, I, I guess, depends on, he says, depends on what it is. He said, well, let me just, I think it would be all right. Well, he said, all right, ask me. He goes, were you, were you ever in the military? And he says, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was. I'm a veteran. He says, by any chance, was it the Navy? He goes, well, well, yeah, how could you? He says, well, just, just give, give me a minute. Were you ever stationed in Taiwan? And the guy in that goes, okay, time out. Yes, as a matter of fact, I was. What? How, how did you know? He goes, I've got to ask you, I'm sorry, but I've got to ask you one more question. While you were in Taiwan, did you find yourself in a relationship with a with a woman from there that you had to leave behind when you came back. He just goes, Wait, who in the world are you? And the young man says, I think I may be your son. And he goes digging through some stuff. He pulls out a picture of his mother and shows it to this man. He was his Well, you think about several things. If he had gone home the way he always go always goes on than that. If he had not stopped to get gas when he didn't really need it, never happens. And the one that blows my mind the most, if he had paid care Yes, stands right across the counter from this young man and never knows. Now, I'll be real honest with you, folks. There is no way, no how, that I'm claiming, wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> I ain't buying it. I'm not buying it. Somebody said, oh, okay, so yeah, so where are the angels? You said, it was a, he wasn't an angel. Where are the angels? It doesn't matter, remember? That's not what's important. What's important is God working, God orchestrating something that He wants to produce. I have no doubt in my mind God was involved in that day. No question in my mind. Oh, and by the way, I mean, the man the, from the U.S., the, the, the naval officer, he had a family, and well, they all met the young man. I don't know what all happened after that, but. And I have stopped. I have stopped believing. Wow, what a coincidence. God is at work in so many, in so many ways.